Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage and Rocket Companies. Last year, we saw historically low mortgage interest rates. What you may not know is that interest rates are already starting to increase, and it's likely that trend is only going to continue. Our team of experts is standing by to help you save before rates go up. Don't look back and wish that you had taken action. Call 833-8-ROCKET or visit rocketmortgage.com. Rocket. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender license in all 50 states and MLS consumer access.org number 3030. We're in a battle for America's soul. Liberty is at risk. It's time to speak up. Welcome to Brooke Talks America, sponsored by Brooke Says. With author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot, Brooke Says. For years, Brooke's been behind the scenes, helping conservative leaders articulate a vision for a better America. Now, she's front and center, and the mic is hot. Here is your host, Brooke Says. Hello, hello. Welcome to Brooke Talks America, where even in the madness and the mayhem, we're always going to talk about politics and culture from a conservative perspective. I'm your host, Brooke Says, conservative patriot, proud, deplorable columnist. You can check out my articles on AmericaOutloud.com and talk radio host. Follow me on Twitter you can email at Brook Talks America. You can email me, brooktalksamerica at gmail.com. And like I said, follow the articles. I am here with my co-host, Colonel Jim Warshuk, who also writes for americaoutloud.com, so you can check his articles there. He is a former deputy director of intelligence at CENCOM, served on the White House National Security Council, and is currently the Hillsborough County GOP chairman. In our book of the week... It's not actually a book. It's uh, Hillsdale College's monthly speech digest, which I get every month, and which is awesome. It's called Imprimus, and which the far-left salon called the most influential conservative publication you've never heard of. Uh, Hillsdale College is an amazing school. They actually suspended, it's so old, they suspended classes only one time, and that was for the Civil War, where some of the students went to go fight. Isn't that crazy? Um, it's a great school. They have also awesome online colleges, online college classes for free. So you can study anything from history to the Constitution. Uh, Larry Arn is amazing. So those are really wonderful resources. And my article this week is Will Trump and the World's Deplorables Defeat Globalism? That is what we're going to be talking about, right? This is a very, very serious issue that is on the table now obviously with the coronavirus, and it is going to be discussed for weeks and months at a time. I include a quote from Pat Buchanan, which uh, I think synthesizes the whole thing. It may be one day said that the coronavirus delivered the death blow to the new world order, to a half century of globalization, and to the era of interdependence of the world's great nations. So on Brook Talks America, from hot topics to history, you can be sure if it's happening in America, I will be talking about it. What is everybody in the entire planet talking about coronavirus, of course? Um, Thankfully, this is a very good thing. The numbers are going down, and the projections were way off from the experts. Um, I'm really unhappy with what's happening with the economy, so I'm just going to put the experts in quotes because we basically shut the whole thing down because of what they said. I think they ought to put the modelers on TV and defend their models. It should have been done from the beginning. Uh, Burks and Fauci should have called for that. But anyways, um, Dr. Burks said 
we've taken a very liberal approach to mortality, right? So here's what she was saying about that and how she includes a lot of other things in the numbers. So I think in this country, we've taken a very liberal approach to mortality. And I think the reporting here has been pretty straightforward over the last five to six weeks. Prior to that, when there wasn't testing in January and February, that's a very different situation um, and unknown. There are other countries that if you had a pre-existing condition, and let's say the virus called you to go to the ICU and then have a heart or kidney problem, some countries are recording that as a heart issue or a kidney issue and not a COVID-19 death. Um, Right now, we're still recording it, and we'll... I mean, the great thing about having forms that come in and a form that has the ability to mark it as COVID-19 infection, the intent is right now that those, if someone dies with COVID-19, we are counting that as a COVID-19 death. (laughs) Do you believe that? No wonder the number of heart attacks uh, recorded has mysteriously plummeted. Apparently, there is no other disease that's causing death except for this. Seriously. There's a difference between someone dying of COVID-19 and someone dying with COVID-19. And by the way, I hate that term, COVID-19. Seriously. Um, I really want to call it the China Wuhan virus, but not to be insubordinate. This is a very uh, important factor in determining the real fatality rate of the virus. She sounds proud of that, which makes me very unhappy. Um, The WHO was also way off on its projections and was actually praising China. We talked about Tedros last year, uh, last week, sorry. And he is on the he's on the hot seat, which is very good. But uh, here's Trump talking about that and talking about the disparity in funding for WHO and probably withholding funding uh, between what China pays and we pay. The head of the World Health Organization today uh, warned against politicizing. I agree with that. Uh, he said that like, the, the, the consequence of this politicization could actually create more body bags. It's a pretty vivid image. I mean, what, uh, what do you believe the consequences of the U.S. pulling out its funding of the WHO? Well, I think when you say more body bags, I think we would have done... Uh, and he would have been much better serving the people that he's supposed to serve if they gave a correct analysis. I mean, everything was, I said, China-centric. Everything was going to be fine, no human to human, uh, keep the borders open. He wanted me to keep the borders open. I closed the borders despite him, and that was a hard decision to make at the time. We were all together. We made a decision against the World Health Organization. So when he says politicizing, he's politicizing. That shouldn't be. But look, we spend $450 billion, $452 billion, almost $500 billion last year, hundreds of billions in previous years. And uh, they got to do better than that. They got to do better. When you talk about uh, politics, I can't believe he's talking about politics when look at the relationship they have to China. So China spends $42 million, We spend... 450 million, and everything seems to be China's way. That's not right. It's not fair to us. And honestly, it's not fair to the world. I just love that. People are paying attention right now, and I hope they pay, they hear that and it's and they say to themselves, this is absolutely ridiculous. Not only did they lie, which I'll get into in a minute, but 
we're paying, they're paying that little and we're paying the bulk of it. We're floating all of these organizations that criticize us all the time. It's unacceptable. Anyways, um, and this is, you know, something that was very interesting, which I really liked and which Trump actually tweeted about as she tweeted about favoring this is Democrat politician from Michigan, uh, Karen Witsit, in really a courageous move. I wonder whether the DNC will now take funding away from her and punish her for this. But she actually, you know, thanked President Trump for talking about hydroxychloroquine, which he's also, I mean, he gets criticized for everything. It's absolutely ridiculous. But she was, he was talking about that. All the media lost their mind and their heads exploded. Why is he saying this? Why is he saying this? Was she, um, during his daily press briefing, was she was watching as millions and millions of people all over the country are watching and indeed all over the world. And she praised him, you know, because she got she developed very quick onset symptoms and she said on Laura Ingram's show if it wasn't for this for him talking about it she wouldn't have known about it if the president had not if the president trump had not talked about this it would not be something that's accessible for anyone to be able to ha- get that right now it would not even be possible and i mean that with honestly because i did have a difficult time even that day obtaining the medication because of an order that was put down in my state yeah. So her governor, which was also criticizing Trump, at first refused to have it. And then she decided then she was begging for it herself. So these Democrat governors are playing politics with people's lives. And it's really quite unacceptable. Um, they and Democrats, needless to say, which is what they always do. They're politicizing it there and in many other instances. And they really do, it seems want this to go, no, it's not even as it seems, I'm just going to be honest, they obviously want it to go on and on and on, right? Um, plus, they're, they're not focusing, they're focusing on crazy things, not actually on giving American citizens who pay the funding for it, but they want to give, Democrats want to give coronavirus aid to illegals. Now, why would you when millions of American citizens have lost their jobs, why would a political party that is, has the craziest candidate up for election in November actually go along and, and be thinking like this? Because they are politicizing it. And wait till you hear what they want to put with the new tranche, which I'll get into in a second. Um, Cuomo, which I, I wonder whether is going to be their new hope, is he's under pressure. He actually said that he would only allow, and there's another word, are we free American citizens or are we serfs? This is another question that needs to be thought about. And and they're trying to make us slaves, pawns, and serfs. But he said he would allow, uh, he's under pressure to allow hydroxychloroquine in pharmacies because he was demanding that it would only be if he went actually to a hospital, right? There's a lot of power tripping going on here by the Democrats, uh, whether it's from him, the governor of Nevada, who was caught hoarding uh, hydroxychloroquine after first criticizing it. You have the governor of Michigan, who was doing the same thing. All of the media on CNN, you know, I don't know if anybody's still watching them because people aren't flying and they're, they're only uh, being seen in the, in the airports. But they were criticizing Trump for promoting it. Uh, Mika Brzezinski, 
the spawn of the devil. Uh, I know, I'm making a joke. A joke, people. We have to laugh to keep from crying, don't we? She actually was saying that Trump must be talking about hydroxychloroquine because he has a financial investment in it. So now that people are paying hardcore attention to this, they're going to see, hopefully to God, the politics that are being played. And they're going to see that the Democrats seem to actually be okay with people dying and not getting this really seemingly successful anti-malarial drug, hydroxychloroquine, just because it hurts Trump. So kill, let people die to own Trump. That's a really good stra- strategy, I can say. I can say. Um, this is Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. We are on AM860, The Answer. Follow me on Twitter. Email me. Check out my articles on AmericaOutloud.com, and we will be right back. More Brooke Talks America, coming up. If winning the battle for America's soul and preserving liberty is important to you, tune in for Brooke Talks America, Saturday nights at 7. Brooke Talks America, with political insight and culture from the conservative perspective. From hot topics to history, you can be sure if it's happening in America. Conservative activist, patriot, writer, publisher, and advisor Brooke says we'll be talking about it. Don't miss Brooke Talks America, Saturday night at 7 on AM 860. The answer. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect on Twitter at Brooke underscore says one. Here's Brooke Says. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. We're on AM860, The Answer. I'm here with Colonel Jim, my co-host. So we were talking about Democrats. I was talking about it. Democrats politicizing the coronavirus and wanting it to go on and on and on. And I have further proof of that. The brother of Rom Deadfish Emanuel from Chicago, the never let a crisis go to waste guy, his brother, uh, (laughs) in what sounds, if you listen, you know, when you listen to it, it sounds like he's reading a prepared script which is really diabolical, actually, if he is, uh, saying that we can't have gatherings and that this insanity needs to go on for 18 months. Listen to this. Realistically, COVID-19 will be here for the next 18 months or more. We will not be able to return to normalcy until we find a vaccine or effective medications. I know that's dreadful news to hear. How are people supposed to find work if this goes on in some form, for a year and a half. Is all that economic pain worth trying to stop COVID-19? The truth is, we have no choice. If we prematurely end that physical distancing and the other measures, keeping it at bay, deaths could skyrocket into the hundreds of thousands, if not a million. We cannot return to normal until there's a vaccine. Conferences, concerts, sporting events, religious services, dinner in a restaurant, None of that will resume until we find a vaccine, a treatment, or a cure. Uh, I don't know about you people. I did not vote for Ezekiel Emanuel, nor did I vote for Burks or Fauci or anybody on CNN or MSNBC or any of that. Okay? He doesn't dictate policy. 
they don't dictate policy. The president of the United States dictates policy. And if he and if you think that we're keeping this country closed for 18 months, you need to find another country, Ezekiel. This guy is one of the founders, by the way, of the delicious Obamacare. Okay, so I don't really want to hear from him or any of them on this issue. We are not going to wait 18 months. By the way, we don't have a vaccine for AIDS. The whole entire world would have been shut down because of that. So pay attention. Did And I just want to say, did you not hear that it totally sounded like he was reading a prepared speech? I wonder who wrote that for him. Seriously. Someone, all, we're going to get into this. All of this, there is, there are machinations in the background about all of this. And someone that just mysteriously and magically just pops up out of nowhere is Bill Gates. Bill Gates, yes. Is he a doctor? No, but he's talking about a vaccine, of course, right? Because that's what he does. Uh, he's all over the world with his crazy schemes in other countries, you know, which is basically population control and don't let them kid you. That's what it's about, uh, which would make him a lot of money. Jim, why don't you talk about this, about Bill Gates and what he's talking about? Well, Bill Gates, who is now a self-appointed doctor, has injected himself out of nowhere into this pandemic that we're dealing with and is insistent that we have a uh, a vaccine produced and you know we know our medical researchers and those around the world who do this are um scurrying to try to get this done but bill gates seems to be the guy and everybody knows who bill gates is the founder of microsoft and you know he's pushing this vaccine thing and you know i'm not a conspiracy theorists, but there's a lot of indications out there now of some of the things that Bill Gates is involved in. Uh, he has been, you know, one of the forefront people talking about population control. He's been out there, uh, apparently has some ties to some of the large pharmaceutical companies that would make vaccines. And he's also got ties, uh, accordingly to the location, the Wuhan um, uh, facility in Wuhan, China, where the, uh, many believe the, vac the the virus originated. So there's a lot of questions being raised. Why is he coming on so strongly and what's what's in it for him? And, you know, it seems to be the Democrats are using him as as the counter to a lot of what, uh, as as. Brooke said what the president is. He's in charge of policy and he's the one who sets the course for where we're going. And it's all being, it's all being put out there. It's causing a lot of confusion on the part of Americans and others who are hearing two sides of whatever it is, is being put out there. And, and that really needs to stop. He needs to either uh, come in, use his wealth and his influence to help solve the problem or otherwise I'll say it, shut up. Well, exactly. And not only that, he can use his wealth to actually help people that are unemployed, right? But isn't it interesting? He just pops up out of nowhere, right? And I, from I, what I understand, he's actually going to be on Fox News Sunday. So I am a conspiracy theorist to some degree, Jim, and I agree with that. There, Zero percent of this makes sense. 
Okay, if the numbers go down to regular flu-like numbers and we've shut down a $23 trillion economy, there better be investigations in that. But we'll get into that in a bit. Um, and the other organization, so you have the World Health Organization, which is kind of useless uh, and hopefully really will be defunded. If there's anybody that's going to do any of this stuff, you know it, people. You know there's nobody else that would have even said something that like that that Trump said. He's such a fighter. I love him. But it needs to be reassessed. And there's another organization, the UN. Okay. So in the midst of all this, and by the way, you're seeing it play out before your eyes. This is part of the Green New Deal. Okay. Uh, before I get into this this tax that they want, because you know they, everybody wants a tax, and they've been calling for this, is Christian Amanpour actually talked about the the um, pollution going down in China. It was a couple of weeks ago in their, uh, because the manufacturing down be, was down because it was shut down. There was something yesterday, a picture, and they were talking about the Himalayan mountains in India. India is also shut down. And by the way, those two countries are the largest in the world with about 3 billion just between them. So there, there will be encouraged a stop of manufacturing because manufacturing produces pollution. Mark my words, okay, I'm not going to take Russia's words, which is don't doubt me, but don't doubt me. Okay, I just took it. Fine, I took it. Just for this one case. Nobody can touch Rush because he's amazing. Anyways, so the UN, <laughs> the UN now wants a global tax, 10%, okay, to uh, pay for the new shared responsibility program to address coronavirus pandemic. Did you vote for the UN? I didn't, so I don't think so. And they... Trump needs to, uh, whoever is, you know, can defund it. They need to defund that too. I'm still waiting for uh, Lindsey Graham, who said that, of course, he's going to do something because he's always doing something, even though he's really never doing anything. But of course, he's going to send a letter. So I, he's used a lot of postage. He's apparently sent a lot of letters, but nothing ever gets done. So maybe he could pass the ball to someone who's actually going to do it and something comes from the letters. But I want investigations into all of this stuff, okay? I want investigations into the WHO. The UN needs to sit down. They both need to be defunded or markedly declined. Bill Gates can pay for the UF, um, the U, the UN and the WHO because I'm sick of paying for organizations that criticize us. You know, Tedros criticized, as I said last week, he criticized Trump for shutting down China. That, even Fauci, okay, even Fauci has said, and I'm not, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of him. I'm just being honest. He even said that that one move, which everybody criticized as racist, 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 because everything is racist, of course, that that was, that one move was actually critical in stopping the spread here in the United States, as bad as it is, right? But it's less than the flu was in, I think, 27, 2017 or 2018, which was 80,000. So forget the tax, defund them. That's my position. Tell me what you think. You can follow me on Twitter, send me an email, uh, and also, of course, read my articles on AmericaOutloud.com. Read Colonel Jim's articles. He gives you scoop on the national intelligence stuff. So anyways, okay, so... China, China, right? Trump campaigned on China, and he has really been so strong. I love it. Uh, China must be punished, okay? Beyond that, though, Trump is proving right on China, as he's proving right on 99% of the things that he said, right? There was an article by Nadia Shadler from The Atlantic, far-left Atlantic, 
on China. It says, and yet even as the current emergency has proved him right in fundamental ways about China specifically and foreign policy more generally, many respected people in the United States are letting their disdain for the president blind them to what is really going on in the world. You know you've heard this, okay? They all disdain him, and he's right. It says, far from discrediting Trump's point of view, the, the coronavirus-19 crisis reveals what his strategy asserted, that the world is a competitive arena in which great power rivals like China seek advantage, that the state remains the irreplaceable agent of international power and effective action, that international institutions have limited capacity to transform the behavior and preference of states. Now, one thing you can be 100% certain of, in any arena, in any competitive arena in which Trump is, he will win. He will win because he's a winner. He'll fight and do anything he has to do at great personal and political cost to himself. They are relentless in how, the, how they go after him, right? He will win and America will win. But he was proven right on China. And as I mentioned, I really hope they have investigations. But I'm so glad. And whatever your position, you know, whether he's indelicate at times or whether you don't like his tweets, you have to admit, even people that don't like him, and there are a lot of people or didn't like him, that didn't really like him, didn't vote for him the first time or voted with him, you know, voted for him hesitantly. You have to admit the guy's a fighter, okay? He's the only one standing up for America, and the rest of the world needs to follow suit and stand up for their countries because China is the biggest geopolitical threat. Okay, stop talking about Russia. And by the way, China is doing uh, disinformation on Facebook. I want to know whether Zuckerberg is going to shut that down. Anyways, I'm Brooke Says, your host on Brooke Talks America on AM860, The Answer. Follow me on Twitter, Brooke Talks America. Email, read my articles, and we will be right back. More Brooke Talks America coming up. Winning the battle for America's soul and preserving liberty is important to you. Tune in for Brooke Talks America, Saturday nights at 7. Brooke Talks America, with political insight and culture from the conservative perspective. From hot topics to history, you can be sure if it's happening in America. Conservative activist, patriot, writer, publisher, and advisor Brooke says we'll be talking about it. Don't miss Brooke Talks America, Saturday night at 7 on AM 860. The answer. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by email. Brooke with an E says one at gmail.com. Here's Brooke Says. Welcome back to Brook Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. I'm here with my co-host, Colonel Jim. We are on AM860, The Answer. Again, follow me on Twitter. You can email me. Um, and I was speaking about China, that they need to be punished. And again, you know, this is a critical point, that people are paying attention now. 
all right? People that otherwise necessar wouldn't necessarily be watching the news or, you know, the political season is kind of ramping up, but not really because this has sidelined it. So they're not, they're not necessarily involved with politics per se, but they're watching the news because of this. And it's really so much is being politicized. Okay. Um, liberals are defending China, right? China caused the virus. They're, they lied about it. Okay. So they're the, we don't have all the information on exactly what happened, but it did come from China. So whether it came from the wet markets or whether it came from a bio lab, it's not 100% clear, but it is very clear that not only did it come from China, okay, it didn't come from Ireland or Boise, it came from China, right? But they also lied about it. And it's their lies that, that and trying to cover it up that caused people to be traveling all over the world and bringing it to other places. So they did shut it down, but they shut it down after and they lied about it. And they, they had about a month where they were lying about it and people were traveling all over the world to Italy and, and all other places. Right. But one of the things that they lied about that's very, that's the most serious is the idea that it was human to human transmission, which they knew in December 31st. And I want to remind you, okay, they already knew about this. Then, and they still sent a delegation to both Washington to meet with President Trump. One of those officials was sick. And they sent like 350 plus to Davos. So all of these people that are, were from all over the world in Davos were also potentially exposed. So why the Democrats and the liberals are and the people in the media are trying to defend this, it's a bad hill to die on. It's very stupid. It's not good strategy, especially when people are paying attention. Okay. And speaking of the wet markets, where a lot of this, these viruses originate, they're back open. Okay. That's so disgusting. And it's amazing to me. If you remember, there was a, there was a boycott. Uh, there were these videos, you know, these are, this is how, um, SeaWorld closed because of these videos that came out about the orcas, right? And the cove, the dolphins in Japan. Uh, there was a video where they came out where the tuna were getting, dolphins were getting caught in tuna nets. And there was a worldwide, worldwide boycott of tuna, right? Of the food, the food tuna. Uh, and it changed the way the practice was done, right? So, the, the wet markets, I don't know why there's not more talk about this in that disgusting, despicable Yulin Dog Festival, but I want to ask liberals, okay? Liberals love their dogs, right? Every liberal in New York City has a dog. So I want to ask you, what if your dog was stolen from you and little Fluffy was boiled alive and eaten? What would you say about that? But that's exactly what's happening in these wet markets. It happens in the Yulin Dog Festival. It's not just dogs. I mean, they, they have dogs that they do that to, but they steal people's pets. So I'm sorry. I know that, you know, we can't talk about cultures, but this is really a disgusting practice, and the world needs to condemn it. China needs to stop it, and it, they're, open, they're open back up. So SARS came from that, right? This one potentially came from it. So they need to shut that down really quickly, you know, and this is a really this was really a synopsis of this situation. Uh, the former U.S. ambassador to Japan, Haggerty, said the China handling of the coronavirus is the crime of the century and the greatest cover up in human history. I don't know how lawsuits can happen. 
But I imagine that there are lawyers out there, and I'm not like the biggest fan of lawyers, I can just be honest, right? But there have to be lawsuits, maybe class action against China. And these people, um, this, you know, that it's Steve Bannon calls it the Chinese um, Communist Party virus. That's basically what it is, right? The CCC virus, CCP virus, okay? The Chinese Communist Party virus, right? It's the greatest cover-up in human history, and it absolutely is. Um, so speaking of what's happening now with the coronavirus, obviously those are statistics on, on human lives, tragedies, and sicknesses, right? So it's not, it's, it's the tragic loss of actual humans dying from the virus, right? And from the lies of the Chinese government. But there is, you know, the entire country basically is shut down. And as Trump said, the cure cannot be worse than the disease. And that is something that we really need to focus on and deal with now as those numbers are going down, which is that the economy is devastated. At this point today, the, uh, the numbers are coming out. Actually, I guess the numbers will come out tomorrow, but it's 17 percent, 17 million unemployed. 10% of the U.S. economy, 10% of the workforce is basically unemployed, right? That is catastrophic. And that will be, that will cost human lives, okay? The, when there is a recession, uh, domestic abuse goes up. There, as I mentioned last week in Florida already, by that time, there was already a 30% increase in the number of calls to DCF for child abuse, right? Alcoholism goes up, drug addiction goes up, the abuse goes up, um, and suicide. There's already a massive strike, uh, spike in calls to suicide hotlines. So these are real quantifiable repercussions of shutting down the government and people losing their jobs, which by the way, the Demo I just want to remind everybody, okay, because we cannot say it enough that while President Trump was trying to put money into your pocket, especially if you've lost your job, the Democrats were trying to fund abortion and illegal aliens. Okay. While Tr president Trump was trying to put money into your pocket, the Democrats were trying to fund abortion, the NEA and their liberal acolytes and illegals. Okay. And they're trying to do it again, which I'll get into in a minute. The, uh, the paycheck pro paycheck protection program, which we discussed last week with our guest from Job Creators Network, uh, is being implemented. So hopefully that helps, at least in the short run. I know that uh, many, biz many businesses and or nonprofits have already, already applied for that. And the money, I believe, is coming this week. But um, remember, all of the Democrats and government employees who want to shut everything down for months, they want power. That's what they want. OK, and they're going to get paid because the people that work for the government get paid. So whether it's your local city council, whether it's your mayor that shuts your, your city down your, or your county down. Right. Or whether it's the fed, state or federal government, government workers still get paid. All of the teachers that are out, they still get paid. Right. So all the people that are talking about shutting it down for months and years and the unelected Zeke Emanuel, who can just, you know, find another country to live in, uh, they get paid while you don't get paid. And they're going to go to the federal government to ask for money when their cities go bust. Who pays for that? You pay for it. So remember that. OK, this is this is what they want. Um, also, with the economy, something that's 
you know, happening, and I'm going to let Jim talk about this, is the oil situation with Saudi Arabia and Russia. They were having a, an, a price war and a control war, really, of the, the oil flow. Is Saudi Arabia was flooding the market with oil, right? Well, what happens when you have an, a surplus of supply and a, and a deficit of demand? The price goes down. Right. So there have been uh, price, drastic price fluctuations with the oil situation. I'm going to let Jim talk about that on the economy, what the impact of that has on the economy. Well, this is kind of a double barreled situation um, as we were getting into the coronavirus, as it was spreading at the same time as 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 you mentioned, uh, Russia and China were or excuse me, Russia and Saudi Arabia were feuding over the price of oil. Saudi Arabia started producing more, caused the price to start dropping. And it's it's now in the, the low 20s per barrel. And everybody knows uh, when you start getting down that low, the cost of producing overshadows the actual amount you're selling. And that doesn't that doesn't work out too good. On top of that, you have to consider what's What's complicating it even more, we're driving demand down. So you have a surplus of oil that you can't sell and equate that to gasoline because of what's going on between Russia and Saudi Arabia and our own production. So people aren't driving because everybody's staying home. They're not buying gas. Uh, It's great for consumers because of the low price of gas. You know, we're seeing gas down as low as $1.29 a gallon, maybe lower in some places. But it's putting other people out of work. You know, think of the people who deliver the gas, the trucks that go to the gas stations, the trucks that go to the refineries, the refineries themselves, the drilling uh, crews out there who are being told, stop drilling, stop producing shale oil, stop producing whatever it is because the economy is slowing down because nobody is working, nobody's using gas. So this is having a, a double barrel impact on the economy and it's it's causing people to uh, lose their jobs or get laid off. Um, I have to say one thing, we have to be thankful that President Trump took us off uh, the world market, so to speak, and made us self-sufficient. You know, as this plays out in the future, I guarantee you he is going to implement mechanisms where we're not part of anything. We're going to do it on our own and we're going to create our own demand and, and the rest of the world to do whatever they want. So, you know, this is the, this is just one piece of the puzzle that we're seeing in this whole uh, fluctuation. Yes. And I thought Saudi Arabia was our friend. I'm not so sure about that. But uh, you know that, I mean, you know that Tom, Trump talked to them behind the, behind the scenes and probably wasn't too nice about it. But um, also just remember, for everybody at home who's on your iPhone, your computer, we're doing this on, com- on the computer right now remotely because people aren't in the studio for the coronavirus. Oil and gas makes it possible. Your air conditioning, your refrigerator, your stove, oil and gas makes it possible. The Democrats want to abolish oil and gas. Just imagine the chaos if you didn't have any of those other things. If you're living in the Arctic zone and you don't have heat, oil and gas makes heat possible. Okay? Democrats want to destroy that industry. I am your host, Brooke Says, and you are listening to Brooke Talks America. Thank you so much for listening. We're on AM860, The Answer. We'll be right back. More Brooke Talks America coming up. If winning the battle for America's soul and preserving liberty is important to you, tune in for Brooke Talks America, Saturday nights at 7 
Brooke Talks America with political insight and culture from the conservative perspective. From hot topics to history, you can be sure if it's happening in America. Conservative activist, patriot, writer, publisher, and advisor Brooke says we'll be talking about it. Don't miss Brooke Talks America, Saturday night at 7 on AM 860. The answer. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Check out the blog at AmericaOutloud.com. Here's Brooke Says. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, and I'm here with Colonel Jim. We're on AM860, The Answer. Be sure to follow me on Twitter. You can email me. Um, and back to the economy, there is some nice, there's actually a lot of nice news, to tell you the truth. People, people are coming, not all people. Not the politicians, but a lot of people are coming together and showing really some of the greatness that's America. People are helping each other, doing things. And one sort of nice thing that's happening is that some CEOs are donating their salaries for the years, uh, for the year to employees like Texas Roadhouse. So, you know, when you find out about these, we can support them. I know that I don't. I, you know, I haven't been there for a while, but I will definitely be supporting them when they open back up again. So that's a really nice thing. A lot, you know, the celebrities, I'm not a big fan of celebrities, but they, you know, they're donating and stuff, which is really good. It's, it's very important when you have means you should, you know, should help out. So that's really nice. Um, you know, they're doing that. That's great. Uh, Trump wants to reopen the economy. Duh. Ezekiel Emanuel just reminded to sit down and be quiet. Zip it. Uh, and we should be reopening the economy fairly soon, right? There is a, by soon, I mean by the end of the month, but I don't know whether that's going to happen. We can't go too too much longer, seriously. There's no tree with the money, and we need to get back to work. Um, there is a new aid package. I do not like to use the word stimulus, and I don't think we should use that. It's a recovery package, okay? The government forced you to stay home, whether it's at the state, local, or federal level. Well, not federal, but because Trump hasn't done that. And I'm so glad he didn't do a national shutdown. Um, so what the financial help that is coming is not stimulus. It's recovery. So just keep that in mind because um, I don't know why people are saying it. It's it's a recovery. And we need it. You know, when they tell you they have to make, make uh, accommodations. We can talk later about, you know, what you think about that. The trillions, it's terrible. We have a terrible debt. Hopefully that will be worked out. But for right now, you have triage and you have to do something. Um, So there is actually news, believe it or not, beyond coronavirus, which is the election. Uh, Bernie, crazy Bernie, has ended his campaign. I wonder what they offered him, right? He got a new house in 2016. Maybe this time, a plan. He he does like to fly private, so maybe he'll get a plane uh, or maybe a new house. I don't know. I have to wonder where the Bernie bros will go. They're not, I don't know whether they'll go for Hillary or Cuomo, which is obviously part of the plan, you know, that's happening. Um, Apparently there was a report that says 15% will vote for Trump. I'm with that. I think you should do more. Welcome. We welcome all walkaways in the MAGA movement. So I don't care where you're from, you know, you're welcome. So hopefully that will be, um, that will be a lot. John Lewis uh, civil rights activist has endorsed Bi- has endorsed Biden, right? Just like Clyburn did in South Carolina, he obviously is th- the effort of that is to get the black vote, black blacks vote Democrat, eighty five to ninety five percent. Democrats need eighty five to ninety five percent of the vote, the black vote. So that's an 
you know, he, he uh, endorsed him. But here's the thing. So Biden didn't get but 61% of the vote in California, in uh, South Carolina. So that's not enough to win. But they always do, you know, do something. Biden has been, has had a Me Too accusation. So this is very interesting for the left, right? Uh, the face of the Me Too operation, and, and you really should look at the tweets between Rose McGowan and Alyssa Milano, and you'll find there's far more behind the scenes with Alyssa Milano in Hollywood and this organization CAA and Harvey Weinstein that has ever been discussed. It may not have had anything to do with um, the fate of women. It could very well have been to redeem that organization. So you should, if you have some time, which you probably do because you're stuck in the house, look that up. It's very interesting. Uh, Rose McGowan calls her out that. But so Alyssa Milano has gotten religion on due process. Here's what she said about Biden's accusation, right? I believe that even though we should believe women, for so long, the go-to has been not to believe them. So really we have, because she's defending Biden and she's she's um, sort of poo-pooing this Me Too against him. So really have to sort of societally change the mindset to believing women. But that doesn't mean at the expense of not giving men their due process. I don't feel comfortable throwing away a decent man I've known for 15 years. Isn't that interesting? She ought to go to church on Easter. I don't think they will let her in, though. She will have to, um, she'll probably burn the holy water out of the thing. But just saying. So, you know, we joke, right? We joke. We have to laugh to keep from crying here. So we try to make this fun as well as informative. But did she, uh, so she gives due process to groping Joe Biden, where there are a gazillion videos out there of him inappropriately touching and sniffing children. All it takes is one YouTube search, not that big of a deal, but Brett Kavanaugh doesn't get due process. So she immediately believed the accusations against Brett Kavanaugh, but the guy who has like a hundred videos out there of him, and I mean, really, there could be a case. If I was the parent of one of those kids, there's a specific girl that he did, that Biden touched that was so inappropriate that I would have filed the charges against him. I'm sorry. You can watch it for yourself. But it's, it just illustrates the complete hypocrisy of the whole Me Too movement. They don't care about Me Too. They care about abortion. They don't care about women. They care about women's ability to have abortion. That's it. Because they don't care about conservative women, right? They have no rights and no say. And conservative men, it's only about abortion. So I find that very interesting. But Sleepy Joe is not going to make it. I mean, Trump was joking about it yesterday. He's not going to make it. But he's there for now. You know Hillary is going to... I don't know. She's going to Epstein him. All right. That was a joke. Uh, just want to say, you know, some of the things I think that will change, in my opinion, uh, as a result of this coronavirus shutdown, which the left really may not have anticipated. One, I actually I actually think there's going to be a baby boom. I mean, if it goes on any longer there, I really think there will be um, because right in some places there's not much to do. But telework. When the companies realize that women can work from home, all, all people can really work from home, and, and that will change the whole structure of work. But particularly women and women with young children, a lot of them will now not have to take their kids to daycare. They'll be able to have them home with them. The education system will change, uh, changing thinking on how, how to learn, and parents will have more access to knowing what their kids are learning, and they're not going to have to necessarily um, – 
send their kids to the state-run indoctrination camps. They can look and watch videos because that's where the education will come. And kids, students in college and university won't have to go and spend, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars and get in debt. And I don't understand why they have to do that, anyways, because half of these colleges have massive endowments, like Harvard. You know, should look at Harvard and the um, arrest of the the uh, professor with the Chinese government have a billion dollar endowment and we give them money anyways also appreciation not only for business and businesses and capitalism for being the solution and not just government all the time but hopefully more respect for doctors which we need more of and law than we need lawyers which we need less of also i mean even though they're probably driving each other crazy more family togetherness more emphasis on faith right reevaluating values and priorities you know, when you have to spend a lot of time together that you didn't necessarily spend. I, I see, you know, parents with kids and, you know, hanging out and doing stuff and being creative. Uh, I talked with a friend of mine and she was talking with her nephew and they did costumes on the on Zoom. And she was like, we would never have done that. But it was so cute and it was sweet, you know, and it's um, her nephew and her sister had passed. So they had a, a really interesting bonding moment. Um, and then really, which is one of the best things because you can't really have enough of this is more time away from liberal indoctrination right the less time children influential you know easily influenced children spend in the liberal indoctrination camps the better so homeschooling will probably explode after this anyways i just want to say as we wrap up here um easter is tomorrow and sadly, most churches will be closed, but hopefully every, you know, not all, but most of them, hopefully everyone can watch their services if they don't intend in person um, and experience the spirit of what the day of Easter means. The It's very sad, right, because the entire Christian religion is based it's based on the birth, but it's really based on the crucifixion of Christ. So the fact that America will not be a church is really heartbreaking for me. Uh, but, you know, technology has enabled things. I personally would go to church, even with a mask, because I believe if you can't defend your faith, what can you defend? But things are what they are. But I let us remember that our entire Constitution this country is based on Judeo-Christian values, okay? And we must never, ever, ever relent in our fight to preserve our liberties and defend our faith, ever. It's enshrined in the Constitution for that very reason, okay? That's one of the things that dictatorial, tyrannical governments take away. So be willing to fight for your faith, America. You deserve it, and this country is built on it. And if you can't do it here, you can't do it anywhere, right? So as we wrap up, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to have um, wish everybody a blessed and happy Easter. And God bless America. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot, Brooke Says. Connect with Brooke Says by email. Brooke, with an E, says one at gmail.com. And listen next Saturday night for more Brooke Talks America on AM 860, The Answer.